So let's begin. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the Holy Ghost helping us. You said that you would lay help on us. And Holy One, we thank you for helping us pray out the plan and the will of heaven for our lives. We rise up in Jesus' name and we say yes to the will of God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in my life, our lives, the lives of everyone that you have a design on, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes up front. We say money cometh. We break the back of chronic. No chronic here in Jesus' name. We defy it and we move it out. And we increase. Increase in the house of God. Increase in the body. Increase. Monde to seed sowers. Ota bada sotebe. Zobregada baro seda bahana munzidi. Frehede bo shedido bedo seda bahato. Mongalaha tida bahaso today. Frode bedo seda braha tida bahaso. Nenda bahaso today to Baha'i. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree. We agree with heaven, Lord. We declare that we are becoming more and more agreeable. We put down everything in our lives that's rebellious, that bucks up, that frets, that carries on, that uh, says no. And we say, come into line in Jesus' name. We're agreeing with heaven. We're going forth. We're saying yes. We're, we're on board, Lord. Halabosada in Jesus' name. So thank you, Lord, for this church, River Church. Thank you, Lord, for Alabama and the churches that are in faith in Alabama and the Southeast and, Lord, the nations. We call forth revival, a move of God, a change, a turnaround, an upgrade, uh, a promotion in the things of the Spirit. Lord, that the supernatural overtakes the natural. And we become so supernatural that the natural is eclipsed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the supernatural becoming our natural. And Lord, we walk by faith and not by sight. We declare this year, Lord, not finished. So for the next 15 days, we declare, Lord, we will, we will have what you promised for our lives. We will not fall short of the glory of God. And we give you thanks, Lord, for such a good year we've had. And what a better one you've got for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Woohoo, amen. amen. Praise God. Yay. I love Wednesday night. I just love Wednesday night. I, this next year, we got some stuff going on and planned. You're going to like it. Hallelujah. 
Well, turn in your Bible with me to the book of Romans, chapter 1. Romans, chapter 1. Isn't it good to pray in the Holy Ghost, to get into the Spirit? The Word says of Johnny, he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Well, every day is the Lord's Day, actually. Hallelujah. In chapter 1 of Romans. Now, we've been in a series, just a faith series, so that we can leave right. How you leave anything is how you enter into the next thing. So if you, uh, if you leave your job negatively, well, then you think, well, this is my problem. This is what's not working is this job, this boss. Then if you leave it wrong, then you're going to go in every job you plant yourself in. You're going to have the same thing because we take it with us. Hallelujah. So we're going to leave 2020 right. We're going to leave 2020 in faith. We're going to leave 2020 with everything covered, every pothole filled, every broken fence repaired. We're going to leave it right so that we can let God bring opportunity for 2021. He has some things for 2021. It's going to be a marvelous year. It's going to be an amazing year, but not for everybody. We're going to have to. We have opened some doors by being faithful over little. So that means and it cannot be different or, or less than master over much. But uh, we're going to have to stand in faith. There's going to be some things to having done all to stand. We're going to have to stand there for but for those that will, and we will, it'll be a marvelous, marvelous, uh, uh, the, the, what does it say in the word, uh, dripping with fatness. It's going to be marvelous. Hallelujah. So in Romans chapter 1, we're looking at consider not to stagger not. And I, I just love that title. I just love what the word says. For therein is the righteous, verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, let's say it together, the just shall live by faith. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. And so what is faith? We just, let's get that out of the way. Faith is simply believing the word of God and giving it the preeminence. There's lots of people say, oh, I believe the word of God, but they don't give it the preeminence. They don't make it first. They don't make it Lord. They don't uh, yield to it uh, when everything around them is raging. They go with the rage. But faith is when you simply distill it down. You just believe God's word. Well, I believe God's word. Now, believing is doing. You only believe what you're willing to do, what you're wanting to do, what you're craving to do, what you're satisfied in doing. That's the ultimate or the end of our believing. So we know, and we talk about it all the time, there's a lot of preferences. I prefer this and I prefer that. I prefer to be healed and I prefer to be funded. But believing is a conviction, a persuasion, an unmovable thing that says, not only do I prefer it, but I'm unwilling to do without it. So faith is believing the word and its preeminence. And we've looked at some things. We'll just go over them right here. Faith, faith speaks on its own. We don't have to get out a book and say, okay, where's my faith scriptures? Faith will speak on its own. When you're healed, when you, when you believe you're healed, your faith will speak. And so when somebody says, oh, you look terrible. I believe you've got the doodad uh, uh, syndrome. And faith will just say, I'm fine. Faith uh, acts on its own. We know that. We don't have to contrive and say, well, what would faith do? I'll go do that. Faith just rises up and goes and does that naturally. Faith rests. When we're in faith, 
We so have the word working in our life. We're settled. It's a place marker in our life where we say, I'm there already. Nothing has to manifest for me to, to see or believe I'm in faith. Nothing has to be revealed. Nothing has to happen. Well, you know, I'm believing God. And when this happens, I'll, I'll have it. Faith, act, uh, faith rests. Faith makes plans. We're not waiting for something to happen before we get into stage two or stage three of faith. Faith makes plan. If we know stage two, we start moving towards it even before stage one has been manifest or revealed. We go apply for a job. We, we, go, we go make plans. Uh, we give seed that we barely seem to have because I'm supplied. I'm prosperous. There's plenty more where that came from. And we just say, it doesn't matter if we give it all. I've given borrowed money before. I don't recommend it, but I, <laughs> I sure did. I was in debt, and I kept giving. That's, isn't, that living on, isn't that giving borrowed money if you're in debt and you owe credit cards or you owe whatever, and you just keep giving? Well, I, you ought to be paying that stuff off. You ought to be waiting until everything looks good. Uh, faith makes plans and just goes ahead anyway. And then lastly, faith rejoices with confidence. We, we're not just saying, well, praise the Lord. It's like, I got this so whipped with my faith, I'm moving into the next realm. I believe I'll go rest a while. Praise God. So Romans chapter 1, verse 17, therein is the righteousness of, of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, there's four times in the Bible that the word says the just shall live by faith. It's pretty important. It's pretty important. It's, it's in the Old Testament. It's, uh, and that's what it's referencing here. It's in Galatians. It's in Romans here and Galatians and in Hebrews. The Amplified says the man who through faith is just and upright. Now listen to this. Shall live and shall live by faith. Shall live when you believe, you know, you're satisfied. I'm a child of God. And God is my father. And there's no, there's no conditions or performance needed. I am a child of God. And what he has, I have. What he does, I do. You get that in you and you just say, I'm living by faith. It doesn't matter what the world says. It's not my God. It's not my home. And so the just shall live and shall live by faith. So no weapon formed against us can prosper, you could say. I shall live and not die and declare the illustrious acts of God. I, I'm not going out until I'm satisfied with long life, according to Psalm 91. Well, I'm not satisfied until we go up in the rapture. Now, he better come in the next hundred years or I'm going to be older than ever. <laughs> Call me Methuselah or whatever, but I'm hanging on. How about you? We are. And not because we want to... Because even the dead are going to be raised up they're going to be in that rapture before us but there's just something for us to do we're that last generation the exception generation the exception generation is the generation that'll never die we're the only people that will never die except for the seven or eight that were raptured in in the in the word the amplified says the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith the world english version of Galatians 3.11, which is the same verse, it says, the righteous will live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Say it with me. 
the righteous shall live by faith. Now, that's pretty broad. That's pretty big. That's a, that's a big mouthful to say, I shall, if I'm righteous, I shall live by faith. Well, can we squeak in a few other things that aren't faith and that are just fun and just, uh, you know, kind of carnal and everything? But uh, no, it says we shall. Hebrews 10:38 says, but the righteous will live by faith. Oh, here it is. Same verse. If he shrinks back, God says, if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And that, that went from the option section of the Bible to the not option. The word, I looked up no pleasure there, and in its purest form, it means not willing to. So the Lord says, I, I have no pleasure in him, or I'm not willing in him. Whew, that's stout. You go, well, does that, is that adultery, murder, lying, stealing? No, it's not living by faith. Uh, actually, all that other stuff. I mean, that's just what carnal people do and backslid Christians do and all that. But he expects us. He demands it. He says, shall live by faith. The Amplified says, shall live by his conviction. Verse 38, shall live by his conviction. The just shall live by faith, shall live by his conviction. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, the wicked flee when no one pursueth. But the righteous are bold as a lion. The wicked are in fear. Well, here he says, if he draws back and shrinks in fear, fear has no place in our lives. We got to start looking at it and saying, calling it what it is. You are fear and I, I, I'm taking care of you. Whatever the cause is, whatever the weakness is, whatever the little door is that let that in, we're shutting that door and driving it out. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, God says, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. So let's look. Let's, we're talking about faith tonight. He says, shall live by faith. Four times in the Bible, shall live by faith. Not option, not maybe. When it's convenient, when you're feeling good, when you're on a spiritual high, when the whole church is in revival, he says, every believer, no matter where you are and among who you are, you shall live by faith. Well, I looked it up, and uh, the Bible, it's a Bible command. And so you lump it in with a Bible command. You go, well, what, what does that mean? Well, I looked up some other Bible commands. Uh, one of them is in John where Jesus said, you must be born again. Isn't that in the Bible? Don't you all think that's something we must do? We shall be born again. Um, of course, do not murder. That's a Bible command. Uh, Mark 11, speak to the mountain, say to the mountain. That's a Bible command. He said, you shall speak to the mountain. Uh, I looked at Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. He said, speak to the mountain. Seek first the kingdom. Well, I want to do some other first stuff first. You're not obeying the, the Bible command if we do that. Uh, love your enemies. Is that a command? Is that a Bible command? Oh, it sure is. I can point you to it where the word of God, where the Lord Jesus himself said, he said, love your enemies and do good to those that despitefully use you. So truly you wonder sometimes in our government right now, we see that a, a small 
percentage of people that have a, a strong conviction or persuasion about their beliefs are able somehow financially and otherwise through uh, collusion, they're able to control governments through corruption and graft and just uh, subverting, subverting. Well, on the other hand, the kingdom of God is actually operated by the few, unless there's many, that live by faith. You want to control the domain? You want to be in authority? You want to be powerful in the kingdom? Just live by faith. It's not cross every mountain and swim every sea and walk on hot glass. Just live by faith. Get up and tell yourself, hey, you the just, today, today, we're living by faith. We're calling things that be not as though they were. We're raising the dead, first of all, ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You, look alive, be quickened in Jesus' name. So the kingdom of God is operated by those who live by faith, and listen, listen, and nobody else. There's a lot there to say about the, 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 the faithful man shall abound with blessings, and we talked about that the other night, that if you'll be faithful, you can get a pass on a bunch, bunch, bunch of indiscretions, little nitpicky things that you just, uh, they got by you or your past or whatever. If you'll just be faithful, the word says he'll just look past a lot. But it's those that live by faith. And you go, well, live by faith what? Am I going to control arsenals and kingdoms and everything? No, just get up and do the word. Just get up and believe the word. Just operate by the kingdom of God in the word. And he says you'll operate the kingdom. It's so simple, it's practically unbelievable. It's so easy, it's so accessible that you'd almost say, no. And that's where that exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think comes in. It's more than what you and I would think would take to run the thing to be instrumental. But actually, that's all it is. The powerful people in the kingdom of God are just people that live by faith. Why? I can do that. I can do that. I can be faithful over my money, faithful over my words, faithful over my love walk, faithful over sin, to take care of sin when sin comes. I can be faithful over those things, consistent. And the words tells us we get to rule the kingdom, the whole kingdom, and therefore the world. Turn, turn with me to Romans chapter 4. You're right there. And we've been in this scripture of Abraham in chapter 4. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I tell you, this is so powerful. And you remember Abram, he didn't have a Bible, and he, he had some conversations with God. But, you know, it's hot in the desert, and you, you think you've talked to God, and you think that the, the water at the last oasis was good, or that goat milk will make you happy, or whatever it was. Whatever was going on back then, you know, a fresh pair of sandals for Christmas or whatever you go. Nah, that was pretty tough back then. They didn't think it's tough because that's all there was. But I look back and say, it was outdoor plumbing in every way. Why? It wasn't even it wasn't even indoor plumbing. It was so praise God. He he was amazing is what I'm saying. And you and I are amazing. Potential is all over you. It's, it's up to me. It's up to, I can go as fast as I want. If I'm not going very fast, not getting along very well, if it takes me years to take little baby steps and get along, it's not the devil. 
It's not some condition. Well, I was born with headaches or I was this and that or we didn't have any money. Well, yeah, that's your story. That's everybody's story. We'll tell you our story if you think you got a, win, a good one and we'll beat your story with somebody that's had it tough. We've all faced the giant. And like Lynn said, we had to cut the neck off, the head off. So it says in, in verse 19, that's where I want to go tonight. Let's read it together. Verse 19 and 20. I'm in King James. Do the best you can. Verse 19, go. And, not be, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now, right there, you can, you can, there's a foundation there to build your life. You go, Abram didn't have anything. He didn't have a Bible. He didn't have uh, preachers. Uh, he didn't have cassettes and CDs. He, you know, it just, he was on the backside of your way backside. Nothing you've got is worse than Abram had. Are y'all in agreement with me there? And we, we got every advantage over him that there was, yet, yet the word says in 19, he considered not his own body. You go, well, what's faith? Well, faith is just believing his word. But when you do that, you're able to consider not your own finances, your own family, your own job, your own vehicle, your own house, your own whatever, whatever. You consider it not. Why? Because there's something stronger standing in front of it, and it's the Word of God. So what's your story? Everybody's got one. What's your circumstance? What's your encumbrance? What's your, what's your trouble, your mountain? We, could, we would sympathize. We would listen to you. But when you got through, we'd say, that's the world. And you know life's not fair. There's nothing fair about life. It takes babies out that never breathed. It takes uh, young people. It's just not fair in any way. But the kingdom of God is fair. There's justice in the kingdom. Aren't you excited? I know I am about all the people that are meaner than a, than a junkyard dog down here. When we all get to heaven, they're going to calm down. <laughs> and we're not even going to take revenge on them. We're not even going to go knock them between the eyes. Hallelujah. We're going to be happy with him over there. Not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body. I looked that word up and the word consider not. Listen, listen, listen. It means to refuse to observe fully. So I like to think about it as peripheral vision. Everybody knows that you, you see out of the middle of your eye to, and focus on what's in front. But if you ever stop, you can look almost... 180 degrees, you can see, I can see my hands and not even be looking there because we have peripheral. And that's what it means when you consider not. It's in the peripheral. You know it's there. You know it hurts. You know that there's no money in the account. You know that they're assailing you and saying ugly things about you. You know that, but it's in the peripheral. It's going on, but it's not going on. Um, we know that scripture in 2 Corinthians, it says, I love this, in verse 17, chapter 4, verse 17 in the New Living, it says, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. 
Y'all, we need to say amen to that. That's the truth. Now, I mean, they may seem like the world's caving in on us. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. That's the Bible. Verse 18 says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze. It's talking about that peripheral and our focus. We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. Say that with me. Soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Ah, that's just anybody would tell you in an investment situation. You need to work on the long haul and not get wound up about the short haul. Hallelujah. So uh, he staggered not. Now, we talked about this last week. The word stagger not, uh, it means uh, refuse to withdraw or be separated from. So stagger not means that here he says that he staggered not at the promises of God. He didn't let any circumstance, any situation, for it, which for him was God had said, thou shalt be the father of many nations, period. And he waited 20-something years, and it still hadn't happened. And it wasn't like it was static. He was getting older. And he looked over there at Mama, and she wasn't getting better. And he said, what are we going to do? He staggered not. He refused to be separated from that word. That's why Abram is the father of faith, is because he refused to be separated from the promise. Well, here we are, children of God, born again, spirit-filled. Got a Bible in 1,700 translations. Got it on tape, on CD, on the, on the... We got it in every way you can. And yet we have people that are falling out like flies. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of the trip. I'm tired of this fight. I'm tired of struggling. I'm going to go back to the world. Well, if you get back, tell me how that worked out. We've all done that. I said, we've all done that. We've all fainted in some area and then came back and, and had to be restored, had to be uh, rejoined. Uh, consider not his own body now dead. He staggered not at the promise of God. Now, I wrote some things down. I, I got to thinking about that. So he considered not what he could see, what he could feel, what he could hear. And then I like this one, his memory, his experience. Yeah. Those traditions of men are in there. Yeah. If you can't get anything that's, that's local and timely, you can always reach back and talk about how it was 15 years ago, when you trusted God, I trusted God, and bloop, he dropped me like a rock. Well, you didn't know anything, and you didn't, you know, it didn't happen because of you. So uh, he said, consider not these things that you can see, feel, hear, experience. But he said, only consider. What did he say, only consider? The promises of God. I only consider not talking about this peripheral. I'm, only, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. It's peripheral. It's, I can see it. I know it's there. I know we don't have any money. I know, I know the doctor said. I know the, the, the job said it's all going to be over. I know all that, but it's in the peripheral. I'm seeking first the kingdom. I'm putting my, my focus on the promises. 
And you go, well, what's the percentage of, of success? 100%. How often? Every time. No one has ever failed in faith when they got in faith. If they failed, they weren't in faith. Or they, they uh, what does Hebrews say? Draw back. Well, I'm tired of believing God. How long is it going to take? And this is harder than I think. And somebody I know, they, they believe God like me and they got it. I mean, the whining is just rivers. No whiners in faith. You got to buckle up, you got to pull your belt together, and you got to soldier on because the just live by faith. We have no other way to live, and we're not going to. So I, w I wrote this down. If we're not staggering on the way to live by faith, if we're not staggering on the way to live by faith, in other words, I set my course, I'm going to live by faith. And as I grow and as I increase and I'm going to live by faith, I stumble a little here and I get my feelings hurt there and I misunderstand and take a wrong turn there. But I'm back on the road. I'm going to live by faith. If we don't encounter things that of the of the word, the promises, if we're not staggered by them, then we've got a plan of what I call the flesh. The promises of God are staggering. When you're on the way to faith, they're staggering. That's why your friends and, you know, co-workers and unsaved people or religious people, they think you're a little bit off the edge there because you are, they stagger at the very mere thought of standing on the promises. But when he says, it's my will that everyone gets healed of everything every time, that's a promise. It's pretty staggering. So what do you do? Well, you've got to get around that promise. You've got to wrap around it and say, whew, that's a, that's a breathful. That's a, that's a to, to say everybody of everything every time or that he became poor that everybody might be made rich. That's a, that's a staggering promise. So what do we do? We just keep meditating it and putting it in, putting it in, getting everything else in the peripheral. I know you're there. I see you there. I know you're around me, but my focus is here. We take, we take aim at the things that are not seen. And so the peripheral doesn't matter. It's, it's, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. You can, you can relate to it. But we get where we get around the promises so they are not staggering anymore. Abraham, he staggered not at the promise, but it took him several years to get around it. He would, what would he go back to? He'd go back to what God said. See the stars in the heaven? See the sands in the sea? If you can number them, you can number your children. And he always went back to that, that, uh, that illustration. Well, God's going to give you something better than that. Me and you, he's going to give us the word. You know, they used to put stained glass. You know why they put stained glass in medieval churches? Because nobody could read. So they'd put the gospel in glass so people could see the gospel on the windows. That's where stained glass comes from. Well, if, if, they're, if they're up there quoting the Bible in, in Latin, it's good to look at the glass. <laughs> yeah, there, there's Jesus with the sheep and, you know, there's the cross. 
That Latin business is hard on folks. So you and I have the word. It's in our language. Amen. I had a, a set of tapes one time that had the Gospel of John. It was so interesting. It had several versions. You could get it in a, in a northeastern. You could get it in a southern dialect. You could get it in black. You could get it in uh, something else. You know, you could, you could listen to yourself on the, on the tape, you know, for God so loved the world. Well, that's what this is. Holy Ghost just says, I'll, I'll speak it just like you want to hear it. Like you understand it, I'll speak it to you. There's, I can hardly tell you, family, how many times we go to leave a service in the past, the years, and somebody will come up to me and say, I like the part about where, where you said this and God said that and you said this. And I'm like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that helped. And I'll go to the car and say, I never said it. I never said it. But Holy Ghost did. And he's the interpreter. Praise God. So uh, remember in Mark chapter 11, we looked at that last week, where uh, it's uh, in verse 11 where the Lord Jesus is coming out of that city and he goes, he's hungry, and he looks at the fig tree. There's no fruit on it. And he says to the tree, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the Bible says his disciples heard it. And we looked at it down in verse 21 when they had gone back home that evening and then come out the next morning where uh, I think it was Peter. Was it Peter? He was one of those guys. Uh, said, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And we said, why is that a strange statement? Because he did not consider or give weight to the words of Jesus when he cursed the tree. And the reason you and I don't have success to the level that we want to in our soul, in our mind, is because we don't believe the words that we say. Speak to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith, he saith shall come. Believe those things which he saith. Believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So, we got to work on putting this in. The stars of the heavens and the sands of the sea. We got to put this in until we, we turn into a faith man, a faith woman. Everything's peripheral except the word, the promises. Everything's out here. I, I hear you yakking, you little dogs. I hear you all over here yelling and, helling, uh, yelling and howling. Excuse me. <laughs> and I, I, I hear all of you. I, it's not like I'm in a lockout chamber, but I'm paying no attention to you because I'm walking through this place. I didn't come to it. I'm going through it. And so we have to meditate. Family, just going to church, just you know, occasionally reading, that's not enough. We have to meditate the promises. And why Christians don't have success with the promises is because they assent to them and say, I, I believe in healing. I believe in prosperity. I believe, I believe. But they don't believe it. Believing is an action. Believing is making plans. Believing is resting. Amen. So if we're fretting about anything, we're not in faith about anything. Amen. So uh, 
Uh, yeah, here, I got it in my notes. Peter gave little regards to the words that Jesus forceful, forcefully spoke. Well, I should give regard to the words he spoke, but one step beyond that is to believe the words that I forcefully speak. That if we tell something, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and if he's committed any sins, he shall be raised up. The prayer of faith, prayer of faith. You've got you to gotta be able to pray or say the prayer of faith where you, you, you don't just yabber and jabber and say, well, I, you know, be sickness be gone and, I, you, you know, money cometh and all that. You've got to get where you say at one time, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. You've got to get where you can pray that prayer of faith and say, okay, I'm fixing to pull the trigger. No, not, not ready yet. I'm not resting. I'm not, I'm not making plans. Let's, let's put it back in the holster and just go back to the word and reload and repolish. Because when we pull the trigger, we've got to believe what we say will come to pass. We've got to believe it. And if we would wait until, instead of just scatter gunning with, with uh, rock salt, if we'd take in there and put the cannon in front and say, I'm going to shoot this thing one time and it's going to take care of the situation. Amen. So, uh, praise God. Uh, I've got, I got, let's see, I wrote down five things. We got room for six of them. <laughs> okay, let's say this. Sense words, sense words, S-E-N-S-E, -E, natural words, sense words, rational, rationale, rationale, reasoning, uh, thought words do not change the spirit realm. So just because you speak to a devil, just because you speak to a situation, if it's a, if it's a carnal or empty word, it will not change the spirit realm. What changes the spirit realm? Spirit words, faith words, promises change the spirit realm. And it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you say you believe. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what somebody said. This is step one, two, three, and four. If you'll do this, you'll have it. Only words filled with faith will change the spirit realm. And it's like we say all the time, you're not born again until you're born again. It doesn't matter if you did what everybody else did that got born again. You're not born again until you get born again. So power that is carried by simple words, power that is carried away and into a situation by simple words, we call, the Bible calls, faith. Faith is the transportation, the projecting of, of power-filled words, power, but carried by words. The words are carriers. The, the power is in the, in the promise, and we carry it or we aim it or we bear down on it with words versus thinking. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed in your head. Doesn't do a thing, does it? So words must carry faith. Our words have to carry faith. What, are, what is faith? It's the word of God. It's the promises. So we can't just say, I want five pink Cadillacs. Uh, where, that's in Hezekiah, I think, somewhere. No, you got to, you got, your words can't be, if they're not, if they're not filled with power, they're what we call empty words. The word talks about that, uh, the Lord Jesus in, in Matthew chapter, uh, uh, I'm going to say 12, hallelujah, verse 33, where he said uh, empty words. 
And where he talks about that, he's, the word there is idle and unemployed. So how many words do you think we've ever said that are idle and unemployed? In other words, we sent them out there with words, but they were empty. They were what the word calls clouds without rain. I've done it a gazillion times. How about you? And you know we didn't have confidence in it because we either came back the next day and, and did it again, or we forgot about it. It's like, I, I think I prayed about that. No, when, when you send faith-filled power words of the promises to a place, if you send them, you know it because it comes out of here. Things come out of here is called thought. This is rationale. This is reasoning. This is, this is uh, natural. So we've got to get it to come from here. Now, you've got one mouth. You've got your mind coming out of your mouth. You've got your spirit coming out of your mouth. So there's a... There's some maneuvering, and how you do that is you fill this up out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So you fill this up with the Word. Now this, thing's, this thing knows the Word. It can quote the Word, but it doesn't mean it has any power in the Word. You've got to access this down here. And so that's what we do. Uh, Matthew 12, 34 says, How can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you can't have a, 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 a faithless mind and speak faith-filled words. Amen. I wrote down Romans 14, 23. We got to go. But in verse, the Amplified says, what, I, I like this. For whatever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin. Now, this puts it in a whole nother realm. This isn't like, okay, I went out, I went out and, and played. I, I played like I was scattering seed all day, but I didn't really have any seed, but I was out there all day doing the shaky, shaky. But I didn't have any seed. I was just playing. Well, the Word doesn't even say, so you had a bad day. You had an idle day. You had a worthless day. You had a, a lazy day. The Word says, if you did whatever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin. And the word there means whatever is done without a conviction of its approval. So what it's saying there is, if you didn't get, if your words aren't approved by God, it's sin. I talked to y'all about how, I don't want to say it's dangerous, but it's not good to say, thus saith the Lord, and then just speak out of here. And it's, it's somewhat, it takes experience, it takes a, a level of faith to, to be sure that you're originating it out of here. Because you don't want to mess with people's lives. You don't want to say, yay, all is well, when nay, it is not well. So anyway, that's the same way about our faith. We're very casual, we're very cavalier with it, we're very... Uh, leisurely with our faith. Oh, yeah, Shandai, Yatabalhatata. Be healed. Goodbye. I'm not saying that couldn't be it, but the body of Christ has got a lot of that. And I've been in a bunch of meetings over my life where people were just going by a man and be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. And no one ever polled the people that were changed. But I didn't meet many, if any, that were. Uh, you got to release your faith. 
And you and I can release our faith. And we don't have that many, listen, we don't have that many areas of our life that are so deep and so vast that we say, it's going to take me a long time to get across it. We have major things in our life that need to be changed. And if we'll load up and meditate the word and, and get the peripheral in the peripheral, then we can knock out, for instance, a chronic and it'll change everything else. We don't have 2,500 issues. We just got two or three, each one of us. You know the man that gave beautiful. The word says that he, had, he got strength in his ankles, and it changed his whole life. He just had one thing. The Lord Jesus told the rich young ruler, he said, one thing thou lackest, one thing. And all of us just got one thing. If you ever get a victory, if you ever just bear down on something, like if you had cancer, God forbid, and I, we, we're not taking it, but if someone had cancer, you know, they're going to lock themselves in the closet for a few days. Is that right? The doctor says, you got six weeks, buddy. And they're saying, I'm going to believe God for a miracle. Well, what are they going to do? They're, everything's peripheral. They're, they're focused on what does the word say about me? What does it say about this disease? And what does it say about the will of God? And they're going to come out of there with the word of faith or with the spirit of faith or the prayer of faith. And they're going to take over with one shot. They're not going to dance around it and scatter around it. They're going to hit it with one shot and say, this is the end of you. And that'll be faith. Um, let's see if I missed anything here. God's word is the container of his power. So it's not the words that have the power, although it is. It's not speaking, but the words that we speak transport the power. So if you just whisper or if you just think it, I'm just thinking how this is going to change. And I'm wishing it and I'm wanting it, but I'm not saying anything. Then there's no power transmitted. It's got to come by words. We know that from light B. These are eternal and, and non-discriminatory principles. The whole atmosphere of God, the kingdom, works by them. And even God himself has to work by them. And that's why the Old Testament's filled with prophecies, because the Lord could not do things in the New Testament, many of them, until he had them spoken in the earth by a faith-filled man or woman. And so he would tell Isaiah, stand up and say these bones... And he'd, he'd have him stand up and say, unto you a son is given. And he would, he would say all that in the earth. And those words filled the, the, the earth with that power of creation. And at the right time, the Lord just brought it to pass. Those words. Well, that's my situation. That's your situation. You got a situation? No, you don't. You just got to bear down on it and take care of the situation that God has already taken care of. It's just a matter of agreeing with heaven. I agree with you, Lord. Well, how much do you agree? Well, I, I would more, but I, all this stuff over here is, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, oh, oh. Nope, we leave that alone. I can see that over there, but I'm looking at the promises. And when I look at them long enough, I meditate on them, out of the abundance of the heart, it'll speak. Well, is it time to speak? Well, if you have to ask, it's not time. Because faith has a voice, and it will speak on its own. 
until it can speak on its own, just leave this part, this, this little section of your life out and just say, we're paying no attention to you. You're asking questions that nobody can answer except faith. So I'm just going to keep cramming the word in. I'm going to keep going to church. I'm going to keep reading the word. I'm going to keep being with people that will feed my faith. That's why we have testimonies here. It's because no matter where you think you are, there's somebody there that's hanging on by a thread. And a testimony boosts them up. And they say, well, and here's what it says. If God's doing that for them. He just might do something for me. And he certainly will. Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith cometh by hearing, but you know, it's not really that it cometh. Faith came at the new birth, but faith arises. If you look in there, the cometh is in italics. It's not really the word. It's uh, in the Strong's, it's 9999, which means it was placed there. But it... Truly, you, you and I have faith like a baby has every muscle that you and I have, but they're undeveloped, they're small. So faith arises. Faith is inspired by hearing and hearing by the word. It starts to rise up. It starts to gather wind and strength and it rises up. And if it just keeps on coming, eventually the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will release. It'll be like pulling a trigger back and you got it cocked and you got it ready and finally, there'll be strength in that finger to pull the trigger. Well, there'll be strength in your heart to pull the trigger of your mouth. And when you do that, it's done. Well, that's what I want is I want it done. I want it over. So we have to, uh, we have to keep activating our faith. Activate. So it doesn't matter if you studied it for five hours back in last January, a day for a month. You've got to have it now. Faith is now. So we've got to keep it activated. Amen. Amen. Well, this is all stuff we can do because we're believers. We're spirit-filled, in tune with God, connected Holy Ghost. We're believers, and there's nothing too hard for us because His Word, it can do anything. And if I put it in me and it comes out my mouth, it will do anything. Yay. Yay. Lord, we thank you for this good year of 2020. And we leave this year in faith. We, we put the peripherals in the peripherals. And we put the focus on the focus. On that which is your will and word for us. And River Church will not shrink back. We will not shrink back. We will not be separated from your word. We stagger not at the promises of God. We believe them. And we get our faith around them. And we arise. And not only will our, our lives come together, but Lord, we'll have faith for others. And we'll cast out demons. And we'll heal the sick. And we'll speak to mountains. And we'll defy depression. And we'll defy suicide. And we'll defy multiple sclerosis and cerebral palsy and HIV and cancer. We defy that. But Lord, we thank you for helping us in 2021 load our gun, the Jesus gun, the faith gun, the word gun. And we will be faithful to fill our hearts up until we can speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woohoo! Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God.